I'm Reverend J. Stewart Glover, and you are listening to Faith Talk. Through our dialogue together on this platform, we aim to draw relevancy from the biblical text and to bring clarity to our own religious experience. So I'm inviting you to come into the room as a guest, join this conversation, or share your sacred story with us. I would like for you to share with us today how God has been active in your life. Come on in and tell us all about it. Now, I must tell you that I love the miracle stories in the Bible because as we look at the miracles of Jesus, we are gifted with the insight into the will of God for all of humanity. We not only see God's liberating, transformational power, but we also get to experience God's desire being made manifest here on earth in the here and now. So today, I'm going to look at a portion of scripture that comes from the Gospel of John. It's the 11th chapter, which is a story, a well, very well-known story about Jesus calling his friend Lazarus, who had died from the grave. And Jesus calls him from death into life. Now, I'll remind you one more time that if you feel as though that you've been called from death into life or from darkness into the light, as God, if you believe that God has called you and prospered your life and you want to share your story, you are welcome at any time to come on in and tell us how God has moved and, and grown you in your faith and, and made your life better. So let me just start out with this story. It reads this way. The Bible says, now a man named Lazarus was sick, and he was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary whose brother Lazarus now lay sick was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. So right away in this story, we see the existence of relationships. We see family. And Lazarus is referred to as the one that Jesus loved. So through their relationship with Jesus, this family understood and experienced his love for them. And because they understood and experienced his love, in their time of need, they called out to him with the deepest burden on their hearts, which was the condition of Lazarus. I would like to offer today that we too are also loved by Jesus. And in the frailty of our human condition, in our being sick, as they say, with the ever-present reality of sin, we can call on him for he is the greatest intercessor in our time of need. We can come freely to the throne of grace and present to him our deepest concerns and our deepest desires for ourselves, our family, and others in need of a divine intervention. I'm sure that you know someone today who is in need of a divine intervention. So don't be afraid to lift them up in prayer. The story continues. It says that when he heard this, 
Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was for two more days. And then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. Now this is this passage demonstrates an important theological truth regarding prayer. In our times of struggle, we want God to respond immediately. And when he doesn't, we're tempted to assume that he doesn't care. But the reality is that we don't understand God's timing or his purposes because his ways are not our ways. So I think we need to trust him in the delay. In this story, Jesus had already declared that this sickness would not end in death. He told them that already. And whether or not he stayed where he was for two more days had no impact on the outcome. Quite naturally, they and understandably, they felt there was a rush to get to, the, to, to where Lazarus was. But I'll tell you, his staying for two days will contribute to this story in another way, in which we'll get to in a minute. But as the biblical story continues, it says, but Rabbi, they said, a short while ago, the Jews there tried to stone you, and you want to go back. The disciples were taken back by the willingness of Jesus to go back to a place where he was threatened with being stoned to death. But as we should know, Jesus was not stopped by the threats of humanity. And ultimately, we come to know this by his willingness to go all the way to the cross so that God the Father's will would be accomplished. So when they, when they asked him about going back to this place of danger, Jesus says, are there not 12 hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble for they see by this world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble for they have no light. So what is he saying here? Well, I believe that Jesus is telling them that he is with them. And this was the opportunity for action. Jesus is the light of the world. He was with them. They could walk and see and they could serve and not stumble. And later they would have the light of the Holy Spirit's present to help them in their ministerial efforts. But here's the key to function apart from Jesus is like walking around at night. Operating without the illuminating guidance of the Holy Spirit for us today, without the word of God, operating on our own strength will cause us to stumble and fall just as when you are, just like when you're walking around in the dark. So after he said this, he went on to tell them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to wake him up. And his disciples replied in this way. They said, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Now, Jesus had been speaking of his death, 
but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then Jesus tells them very plainly. He says, look, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I am glad I was not there so that you may believe. But now let's get up and go to him. So then Thomas, and we have to bear with Thomas's uh, limited faith and understanding. At this point in the story, he said to the rest of the disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. Yeah, Thomas had had a limited understanding of who Jesus was. And so do we. Thomas couldn't see the big picture, and we too are also challenged in the same way. 1 Corinthians, in the 13th chapter, verses 9 to 12, it tells us, For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. It also says that, For now, we see only reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. So no, we don't know all things. There is mystery that remains, which shall be revealed when Jesus comes back again and all things are complete. So now, sometimes I feel like we think we know too much. Anyway, the story goes on. And, and I'll remind you again that if you, you know, we're talking about the story, we're telling the story of Jesus calling his friend who had died out of the grave. He calls him from death into life. And I, I like to think that God has called me from death into life, from the darkness, from living a life in darkness to now living and walking in the light of his mercy and truth. So if you feel as though that God has blessed you in this way and you want to share your story, how you've come, how he, God has changed your life. Come on in and, and tell us all about it. Now, the Bible continues. It says on his arrival that Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now, Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. The Bible says that when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him and Mary stayed at home. So now let me make my point. I said earlier that the two days that Jesus stayed where he was and didn't rush to leave would speak to us and, and add to the story in, in another way. Well, here it is. In the culture of the day, there was a belief that the spirit hovers over the body for a certain number of days, three days with the possibility of returning into the body and the person living. And after the expiration of those days, the three days, all hope is gone and the person would be declared, sure enough, dead. But now Jesus shows up on the scene after the expiration of those days, when all hope was gone. According to the culture of the day, there was no chance for Lazarus to live. This is when Jesus shows up, and as we like to say, shows out. Jesus is met with Martha's statement of faith. 
She says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. So what Martha was saying was, Lord, I know he's going to rise. I have faith that he will rise in the resurrection. But she was concerned with the here and now. And Jesus, in response, he reminds her, or better yet, he informs her of who he is. And he says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? He asked her. Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God who is to come into the world. So now the Bible story continues. It says that after she said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. She said, the teacher is here, she said, and he's asking for you. So when Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now, Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. And when the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforting her, when they noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to mourn there. And when, when Mary reached the place where Jesus was and she saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and trouble. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. The Bible gives us the profound words. In verse 35, Jesus wept. So now we must understand that Jesus is fully God, but he's also fully human. You have the two natures in one person. <coughs> Excuse me. In theological language, we call it the the hypostatic union, meaning all God, all man is present in the person of Jesus the Christ. Even though that Jesus knew that he was about to perform this miracle, he grieved with pain and sorrow because of the death-dealing effects of sin on those he loves. We are, we are reminded in Hebrews that the fourth chapter and the 15th verse that we do not have a high priest who is not able to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin. And as the crowds are standing around, the Jews said, see how he loved him. They saw, Je they saw Jesus crying. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? 
Some of them pointed the finger at Jesus for not saving Lazarus. Then Jesus, once more, deeply moved. He came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Jesus says, take away the stone. Martha interrupts Jesus at this point. She says, but Lord, Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time, there is a bad odor for he has been in there for four days. Jesus' response to her was, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? In other words, Jesus is saying, I don't care how bad the smell is. I don't care how long he's been in there, but you're about to see the glory of God in action. So they took away the stone. And then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here that they may believe that you have sent me. And when he said this, Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped up with strips of linen and cloth around his face. So I can imagine this. I can see Lazarus hopping out the grave. He was still all tied up couldn't walk upright, still tied up, so he hopped out. Still wrapped up in these linen clothes that were used to prepare him for being placed in the tomb. And here is what I love. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. My goodness, Jesus told them to unwrap him take off the clothes that kept him tied up, bound and secured in death. Jesus told those standing by, take them off of him, liberate him, free him from that which kept him tied up and secured in the grave. Now, Jesus could have caused these linens to miraculously fall from Lazarus, but instead, he enlisted the people, the disciples to cooperate with him. He called his disciples to have a participatory role in this man's liberation from death. This is ministry in action. This is the ministry of the church. Yes, God does the saving, but we have a shared role in ministering to those liberated by the power of God. If I place myself in this story, I could imagine that they had trouble getting, wanting to, um, or they probably showed some resistance of getting close in the stench that was coming from this tomb. And they were probably scared to death. Here's a dead man coming out wrapped up in, 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 you know, mummified 
cl um, cl uh, linen wrap. And here he comes. And they have to hold their noses and approach him with arms stretched out trying to unwrap him. Well, let me tell you, some of us were once wrapped up in alcoholism, drug dependency, domestic violence, abuse towards others, and abuse and self-hatred towards ourselves. But thank God he sent people into our lives to help us along the way. Parents, grandparents, friends, neighbors, church people. Thank God that God is willing to send somebody into our lives to help us along the way. So here's the point. Let's keep the new believers in mind today. Pray for them and support them as they continue their faith walk. And be willing to respond to Jesus' command to take off the dead clothes and let them go free. My prayer today is that we as believers press on standing in solidarity with each other, with each other and with the new believers and all who are continuing to grow in our faith. We can support one another, learn from one another, and we are strengthened through our fellowship together as we continue our faith journey. Now I think I've shared enough about Jesus calling Lazarus from the grave. And if you are listening and you want to share your story of deliverance, that is what I would like to hear. And if not, then I'm going to sign off today you have been listening to Faith Talk, and I certainly thank you for being a part of our listening community. I want you to, I would encourage you to visit the website, www.reverendjstuartglover.com, and leave your comments on these episodes, which are open for criticism. You can also register as a guest on the show and contact me directly by email. I want to thank you for listening in. God bless you, and I will see you next time, next Sunday, same time. Thank you, and amen.